0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Retro Encounter. My name is Christopher Gebauer, and I will be your host for this episode. Josh is unavailable because of life and baby and stuff, but we have an awesome episode for you today, and I'm joined by an incredible crew that includes Alana Hakes. Hey, guys. And Nilson Carroll. Yo, and we are going to be talking about Valkyria Chronicles. So, I guess to start off with, is this the first time everyone's playing the game, or had people been able to play the game before? Nelson, let's start with you.
1: Um, so this is my first time, like actually playing the game. I remember when it came out. A couple of my friends had it. And I watched them play it, and uh, it seemed really cool. But I never got it myself, and uh, so now I'm playing the Steam version.
0: Oh, so you're playing on
1: Steam? Nice. I am. I'm playing on Steam. Um, fun fact, the the window, the title on the window, it says Valkyria Chronicle instead of Valkyria Chronicles. So every time I boot it up, I see that, which I, I don't know, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> it's
0: great. awesome. It's like we want to launch it on PC for a whole yeah. new audience. <laughs> Let's
1: misspell it.
0: We win! Prepare. Yeah. <laughs> and how about you, Alana? Um, First time playing?
2: Well, I think most of the site probably know, but I actually reviewed the remastered version back in May and it was the first time that I played it. So, yeah, I'm coming back to it a couple of months later with a different perspective on it because I came into it with the kind of, oh, this is a Sega strategy game. Oh, this might be good. And then was kind of bowled away by how pretty, like, really good it was. So now I'm coming back to it with a bit of knowledge um, and enjoying, I would say. So no, this is my second time, and I'm, again, replaying the remastered version, the little PS4, so,
0: yeah. Yeah, playing it for a second time in very close proximity. So I'm sure you're (laughs) going to have some really weird moments where you go through and you're like, oh, I didn't notice that the first time. Yeah. For me, me, I I played this game back when it came out on PS3, what was that, 2009 or whatever, 2010, and then... Loved it at the time, absolutely adored it. I was one of those people who tried to get all his friends to buy it, and of course no <laughs> one did. And uh, when the remaster was announced for PS4, I was incredibly excited. I'm not as cool as Nilsson, and, and I didn't get it on Steam, which probably should have. The
1: coolest and, way that to play. Yeah, right? <laughs> Always.
0: PC Master Race. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I... Got super excited for the remaster, picked it up when it launched, and then when I figured out we were going to be recording uh, an episode about the game, I kind of held off on playing it. So this is my second time through, and it's it's wonderful being back in this world. I really think that the the universe, while very obvious in many ways, is just— and a lot of it has to do with the art style, which we'll get to, but I just think it's a a, a wonderful little game. So I guess— Guys, what do you think about the presentation and the art style? Ooh, I mean, um, the engine yeah. was created just <laughs> for this game to create that whole water style, uh, watercolor thing. And I remember at the <gasps> when I first played it, and even now, I just I think it looks wonderfully unique.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think one of my favorite things about the game is just how it looks. It's very clean. Um, it's like a look that really can't go out of style. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't. Look like the other like a big cell shaded game uh, Wind Waker it doesn't really look like Wind Waker like it totally looks like its own thing, and it really uh suits the gameplay and the narrative I think
0: for sure yeah I think uh, what I always loved about the uh the watercolor engine also is that when you first meet welkin, you know he's sketching mm-hmm. And it always, yeah. to me, kind of felt like this is almost, you know, sketches from his memory. The whole game is kind of this shadowed version of his
1: drawings. Wow, that's, I never prison. thought of that. <laughs> that was good. Yeah,
0: dropping knowledge bombs. Uh, no, uh, it's, yeah, that, that was just always, for me, just a kind of weird, wonderful presentation quirk of, since it's a storybook, it's told through this prism. And, uh... And yeah, and, and the comic book feel of, you know, when when tanks move on the map and all the rest of it, or when people are walking, or enemies are walking through bushes and there's the written out rustle, yeah. like it's on a page and stuff like that. I just, I love that comic feel to the whole game.
2: Yeah, it's
0: gorgeous.
2: It's aged so well as well, I think. Yeah, it just looks really good like Nelson was saying, Wind Waker the only other game I can think of is Akami that's kind of pulled off that unique art style Like, so Akami's probably more Japanese watercolour, but this is like you you say Chris it's like he's sketching out everything that's happened and it's his, his memories that he's sketching out but also, I like the antithesis so you've got the really beautiful lush, gentle art style and then you've got the whole game is centered around warfare and it's the kind yep. of contrast between the two that works so well. Like you, you don't want the beautiful world to be destroyed by warfare. So you have to fight for it. And it's, it's just a gorgeous looking game. And I think like, that, it still stands up on the PS4 and it, like it doesn't look, I mean, you can tell it's not like the highest quality graphic nowadays, but you can mm-hmm. definitely say that it looks unique and you, it, it doesn't look
0: doesn't look that bad at all today it looks great actually for sure and it's weird because cell shading i mean we're referencing a lot of classic games that because of that that art style have been able to last longer and have not aged like a lot of things have but this is one of the few games that i remember playing on the playstation 3 that had this had, had a unique art style and that was one thing that was always to me so special about this game is it really felt Alone on the PlayStation 3, whereas a lot of the mm. other games that we just referenced were GameCube, PS2. You know, I think Dark Cloud 2 as well. Oh but yes. This was a game that came out uh, in my in just my mind at a time where everything was the. Now it's referenced as the kind of brown, drab color <laughs> palette of the Gears of War <laughs> to Call yeah. of Duty, Fallout 3 era. Wonderful games, but it was that oppressive color palette. And then this game came out of seemingly nowhere and was this breath of fresh air and just vibrant color thrown into that mix. And that was one of those. I'll never forget watching that first trailer and just going, this looks beautiful. Yeah. And even when you boot up the game and it starts with the tank getting sketched out. Yeah. and then coming to life and going through. I remember seeing that the first time and being like, this is going to be awesome. I don't care if <laughs> the story's awful or all the rest of it. It's just like this presentation alone just is fantastic. The winner, isn't it? And uh, and it is great. And I mean, thank God that it actually holds up. That would have been awesome if we, if I put on this game for PS4 and been like, this is going to be great. We're going back to a classic. <laughs> it just looked like crap. It was chugging. Just being like, oh, God, I don't remember any of it. Rose-tinted yeah. glasses for sure. Yeah. Uh, so the game starts out in this wonderful little town at the outbreak of a war. I guess we should say that this is a faux World War One slash World War II universe with a map that looks almost identical to Europe. It's like it totally your uh, isn't. Yeah, I yeah I mean, They were hiding. They were bearing the lead real well yeah. on that one.
2: Like mm. I've done enough European history to know. <laughs> looking at the map, looking like living literally on the outskirts that's of Europe, just like.
0: So that's Germany. Um, <laughs> except, except in, in this case, the uh, Axis power or the empire, as it is in this, really is coming out of Russia. So. Take that for its own political fun if you want. Mm-hmm. But Gallia is this tiny little nation between two giant empires that gets caught up in a conflict, and things happen, and that's where we start and I guess we first get introduced to Welkin and Alicia, Welkin coming back from college. And yeah, as we as I referenced before, that whole scene of him sketching Trout and Alicia showing up behind him and assuming he's a spy. Yeah. <laughs> just, but what do you guys think about the characters in this game? Uh, like I, I think it's a it's a very charming beginning, but it is also a little obvious and overly cliche. sweet. Beyond belief. I mean, all of them. <laughs> but do you find it charming at all? Or, or when you first started it, was it kind of a a turn off, especially for you, Nilsson being this is your first time?
1: Um I, I don't know if I would call it a turn-off. I mean, it's definitely, you know, kind of cliche, kind of silly. Um, but I think the the presentation is what what almost makes it acceptable and even enjoyable. Um, none of the cutscenes run very long throughout, at least uh, the parts that I've seen so far. And I think that's that's really nice. You know, you get these, like, short little vignettes of these characters... Um, and, you know, even the the cutscenes where it's just the, the character profiles, usually I don't like things like that. Like, that always drives me crazy in, like, Fire Emblem. Um, <laughs> but here, like, it really works. Like, the character animations, like, their facial animations are really good. Um, and the voice acting is really, you know, on point. And they, the game just really sells this narrative that otherwise it, it might not have, you know worked, but the presentation is just it's really top notch. So it didn't bother me, even though you can you can tell where it's going and you know, you can kinda see the twists when they're gonna come, but it it's still really enjoyable.
0: How about for you, Alana, especially having just gone through this whole adventure a few months ago?
2: <laughs> yeah, I to jump on the back of what Nelson's saying. Um it's troopy but and I could think of another example that I experienced that I would consider quite tropey, but does the tropes so well that it works. And as long as you do the tropes really well, it works. And Valkyria Chronicles is a pretty good example of that. And I think mm-hmm. the way like I really like Welsh Welkin and Alicia, I nearly combine their names there. Um, <laughs> but like Alicia is Alicia is definitely the best and most badass baker ever. She absolutely wins out for me.
0: Uh, The history of Bakers, there's no real comparison. uh, She's just the best. She's just the the best. best. She is the best.
2: But um, I've got a soft spot for kind of like geeky characters like Welkin who will awkwardly come out and compare something to a bug and he's just like, oh, you're just like this mantis. And Alicia's just like, "Mm, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe, you know, (laughs) bugs creep me out a little bit.
0: Not exactly what I want to hear right now but i guessed compliment coming from you (laughs)
2: um but i do really like the characters because they do their tropes so well like isara i got particularly attached to and Mm -hmm. we'll get to isara probably a bit more in the next podcast because she becomes quite an important character um but i and also i think we'll get to this as we move along but With the rest of your squad, although you only really have a selection of about six or seven main characters who get a lot of plot, you have all these little details about every single character in your little Mm -hmm. notebook by Mm -hmm. just the information you get from them or by their abilities and their traits, which is a really cool addition, I think, to this game which helps it both mechanically, but also can pose a bit of a challenge. And I think as we get onto the gameplay, I'd like to bring up some of those because they're really interesting and they're a really nice yeah. change of pace for a strategy game. But with characters, no, like, I think the tropes are done really well. And like Nelson says, the art style sells the game anyway. So I think they would have to be completely dull and unbel- like. Beyond belief for me to sort of put down the game and go, I can't play this anymore.
0: But, yeah, but. I mean, I, I'm with you guys entirely. It's it's a story outside of, I mean, we've there are plenty of games that are in a World War II type universe. There are plenty of games you know where you're saving the world and all the rest of it, and the cliches are are heavy and everywhere. But there, all these characters are incredibly earnest, and even if they're not perfectly created you they're they're believable
1: definitely there's
0: no one here that just feels like they're thrown in to be uh there's no wasted space i mean i guess you could maybe say that about the side characters but to your point alana that's actually that's all bonus there's really only six core seven core people not including bad guys that you're really following and then everyone else it's just bonus that you can learn more about as you progress if you Accomplish certain tasks or goals, which is also a very cool kind of game device of, you know, if you use these squad members, you know, that kind of can help flesh out who they are. But yeah, the voice acting in this game is surprisingly good.
1: It's really and For incredible. the
0: writing they're presented with, it's really good. Sara is done really well by Laura Bailey. You know, Welkin and, and Alicia yeah. are both great. Uh, yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know, I, I remember the first time playing it through feeling the exact same way of in a lot of ways I feel like I shouldn't like these people as much as I do but they're all charming and they're all well presented yeah. so, I mean the heart of this game though and kind of what we, we joked about it before but <laughs> what it really comes down to is the combat system oh no no,
1: oh no, oh, no, I don't want to talk about the combat.
0: You don't like the combat? None
1: it's, of that. None of that. Well, we'll get into it. It's okay, but I've definitely had to shut the game down at points because I was so, I was so over it in that moment.
0: Oh, okay. All right. All
1: right. All right. <laughs> well, well, start I know, off. I know you guys really like it.
0: Well, it has its issues, and, and we'll definitely get into that. And I actually, on this playthrough, have so far had moments similar to you where I've had to stop, take a break, and come back to it at a later time. So you're not alone there. But personally, I'm a big strategy RPG fan, and that was always a huge draw about this game to me, was this idea of kind of taking uh, what, in a lot of games for me, was always the isometric tactics or PC you know, action points kind of, I remember games like Commando and whatnot back in the day of turn-based squad games. Mm -hmm. But I loved the scope of these maps. And because of the art style, it was just always and still is to be just absolutely wonderful to go through with the battle. But it definitely has its flaws, (laughs) mainly being random invisible walls when you're trying to circumvent areas or reach one bit of cover with the last bit of AP. <laughs> yeah, And all of a sudden you're screwed and you get murdered. Uh, and <laughs> you lose a yeah. character that you've been working and investing a lot of time in and you want to break everything within a close proximity.
1: That's, that's the thing I think one of my major problems with the game is just like there's so much trial and error and it's so, it feels so random at times whether or not one of your units is going to die, and then there's, like, you know, there's not that much you can do about it. And the the evasion and accuracy is so, like, it's either really, you know, you get really lucky and Alicia doesn't get hit once, or, like, boom, she's dead in a second. And um, the first couple missions that I did, I didn't realize that you could save Every turn, <laughs> or like <laughs> yes. as many times as you want, and then once I learned that, I was like, "Oh well, I'm just, I'm gonna save like after every move I make because spam. <laughs> exactly, you know, save scum my way to victory because it it seems unfair at times, you know, just what you can't really plan for, um, and sort of the random nature of how much, you know. Damage an attack's gonna do, or something. Um, you know, I come from uh, playing a lot of like tactics ogre, for instance,
3: oh, yeah, where for sure.
1: where you can see, you know, you can see all the enemies, and when you go to do an attack, like it tells you your accuracy and how much damage it's gonna do, and how much damage they're gonna do in retaliation, and it just gives you so much information that you make really educated you know, moves, but in Valkyria Chronicles, sometimes I feel like it's really like a shot in the dark what's going to happen, um, which can be frustrating at times.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a little bit more of a, it feels like a hidden number generator instead of everything being explicitly out there. Yeah. Whether it's, and by the way, bonus points for mentioning tactics over on this podcast, you're no, instantly <laughs> the best. But, uh, but, you know, even in something like an XCOM, where you know what the percentage of a shot's going to be. You have visual cues that say the shots could be anywhere in this circle for the different classes. Uh, But there's no real – there's nothing else to really say, oh, you're going to be guaranteed to get a hit here, or it's going to be really hard to get that hit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll go on streaks with a given class. Like uh, I'm thinking specifically about the – tank battle in chapter seven and uh, a bit oh, of no. plot. But, yeah exactly and that, that <laughs> was the big one uh, well, we also have it written down as we need to talk about that but there were moments where with Lancers mm-hmm. uh, I was just getting 10 hits in a row at obscene ranges and it was amazing everything was working out yeah. and then at point blank I was missing and I just to your point, Nilson, there's no real logic that the game is presenting you other than, eh, let's hope
1: you're lucky. That'd be good. Yeah. Make you happy? And there that's are, like, you know, every once in a while, Alicia will get her potential or whatever, and she'll get, like, she has 100% accuracy, but even that only comes up randomly, so there's no way to, like, plan ahead that that's going to happen. And so... It's so smart to save before every move that it's just, it's kind of clunky in that way.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, the in combat, there are multiple classes that you can choose from. There's the, the scout, which is the long range, and by that I mean long movement, a lot of action points to move around, really check out the battle, give you a good look. That's what Alicia is. And solid weapon with the rifle, Then there's the shock troopers, which are a little bit more close combat and just do nasty damage with a submachine gun. Uh, The lancers, which are the anti-tank units, and the engineers, which can replenish uh, grenades or lancer ammo, but really aren't really combat units. Fixed tanks, super important, or take out mines. Then we got the tank, which Welkin is in, controlled by Welkin and Asara, and the snipers.
2: Best class.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agreed. Very much so. The snipers? Yeah. They can be delightfully game-breaking. That's true. Mm. But I also liked how, Nilsson, when you were explaining combat, you just used Alicia in every example. (laughs) Because uh, the follow-up to that is, what's your favorite class (laughs) slash character to use? (laughs) i got a feeling we might all say the same one.
1: Well... There are as everyone probably knows there are several missions where you can finish the thing the mission in one turn by just keep using Alicia over and over again to run her to the endpoint yep. and you know kill the one guard who's guarding the enemy base and then you know boom you you won in one turn no strategy because she's so she's good and the scouts they have such a high uh, level of mobility that it's really simple in a lot of cases to move them over, you know, and just finish the mission without, you know, snipers. I don't want to deal with snipers. I just want to get through <laughs> the mission.
0: <laughs> snipers killing the enemy. It's all about the win.
2: Oh, but that's, get the win. that's, yeah, the one turn thing is so unsatisfying, though. I like taking out, not everybody, but I like feeling like I've done something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> actually won a battle. Yeah, I want to take on. I,
2: yeah, I died so many times so I was like, okay, Rosie, you can go in and if you don't die, then it's fine. And so, she'll just shoot the ever-loving life out of everybody and then I'll either die or not die and see what happens. But,
0: see what happens from there,
2: yeah. Yeah, like, I definitely agree with the trial and error thing, but also a lot of it is down to you. And I think my favorite thing about jumping slightly back into the battle system, um, because I don't play strategy games very often. Like I'm not a big fan of them. They're a bit slow for me. Fire Emblem is about the only one I've touched and (laughs) I've probably got about two thirds of the way through and I just, they're so, they're grind fests. They're, so Mm -hmm. slow but like what i like about valkyria chronicles is um that you aim so like a lot of it although it is random partially where people can dodge a lot of it is down to you so like Mm -hmm. you want to do more damage aim for the head if you miss the head Mm -hmm. you're going to do less damage or no damage but yeah shock troopers are great and maybe not my favorite class but like i've mentioned the snipers are the best class marina is the best sniper. Marina, yes. <laughs> She's a beaut. I mean, I do have my other favorite class slash characters, but we'll talk about them in a minute. And if people listen to Dreamcast in Cala, they probably know what I'm going to talk about. So
0: I'm just holding back every... I'm sure the entire... Yeah, you are, you are, keeping these, these cards to the chest. I like it. Hmm, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm with... I kind of in between on... Uh, on how I feel about the combat going back to this game. Uh, It's a mix between what both of you have said. I've noticed, I've had a lot more frustration playing this game this time through in terms of little quirks of random geometry, getting snagged on a battlefield, stuff like that. Uh, The bizarre logic of sometimes a miss and all the rest of it. But to your point, Alana, of how, you know, once you move your character and you take your shot, it's not just hitting a menu. You get to aim, and you feel a little bit more in control. Yeah. At, and especially with, I mean, I love using the Edelweiss and the tank and the ability to go, okay, I'm going to be going after a tank, and I'm so I'm going to use, of course, uh, anti-tank shell. Or okay, there's a group of guys right next door. Maybe I'll go with a mortar shot, or do I just take out one guy guaranteed with the machine gun it does feel more directly connected to what you, the player, does instead of just saying, okay, character, this is my choice for you. Hopefully you hit. And that does, for me, make it a a little bit more engrossing going through. Uh, It's weird because there's so many battles, and we mentioned uh, all the classes a few seconds ago, but not until the mid-game do I really ever use Engineers.
2: Yeah, I didn't use like
0: engineers. Engineers, yeah, they're a class that is you almost never need except for boss encounters. Yeah, or if there's a situation where you feel like you're really getting screwed by lancers, and then I feel like the engineer is is useful. But I mean, there are times where I feel like I'm just doing scout sniper, and <laughs> Largo and Rosie because I want the extra (laughs) command points to actually be able to make moves and whatnot. Uh, But for the most part I always have two to three scouts and then one or two snipers the tank and a couple shock troopers just because especially if you're defending a point you just put them behind sandbags and they just mow everyone down and it's so satisfying.
2: Oh, so satisfying. Just fantastic (laughs)
0: defense. Uh, but I guess one thing I forgot to mention before is that your your main hero character, Welkin, can also issue orders. Yep. Oh, yes. And all of this is managed through command points, which you have a set amount from your hero characters. Add one command point if they are on the battle. And if you don't use up your allotment of command points, they then get saved and roll over to the next turn. So you can really wait two or three turns on defense and then kind of just go for a crazy onslaught or Mm -hmm. use up all your points every turn and just have the same amount. But orders are a kind of very cool element to the game, but I also find myself almost never using them.
1: Or at least using one of them only. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like,
0: Like, oh, God, this guy just got shot up by a machine gun that I didn't think could see him. Or her, I guess I'm gonna heal you now, like crazy with the heal the, the That's really all I use. Is
1: the heal order. The uh, I think it's the I forgot what it, the defense one is very overpowered. Oh yeah, um, giving that to, for instance, Alicia, you know, she, <laughs> she's pretty she's pretty unstoppable. She'll get to the <laughs> she'll get to the end point in one turn if you give her the defense order. She's Uh-oh. she's the best. She's really good. Yeah, she's so good.
0: <laughs> Best baker. She's just
1: nice. She's yeah. wonderful.
0: She can murder everyone. And then she's a, just the most wonderful woman. Yeah, and big and, and just an incredible incredible baker. Yeah, <laughs> she's great. There is a yeah, good. There's
2: a good command which we'll probably bring up in the next podcast that becomes extremely useful. But one flaw oh, yes. with the gameplay is that. It's like with the snipers, it can be easily broken, and that is something we'll probably touch on next podcast with abilities as well, because we're talking about Alicia being overpowered in the beginning of the game. Thanks, Jen. Wait until she gets to the end of the game.
0: Then she's the bestest. And for those people who have played this game who are listening in, and if you happen to play the sequel on PSP, Then it's always like, how did she end up here, considering everything she's gone through? But anyway, that's uh, we'll we'll talk about that next time. So I guess we played up till chapter ten. Yep, that was the goal for this one. Uh, what do you guys think of the story here? Uh, We we touched on it before, and that you know cliches and all the rest of it, but it's endearing. The character, the cast is wonderful. But as a faux World War Two slash World War One with certain elements in its plot. What do you think of it? What do you think of our bad guys, this Lord Maximilian, mm-hmm. Silvaria, and the other generals, Gallia as a nation, and trying to defend themselves? Like, is it is it... Well, we, we said we like the characters, but do you guys enjoy how the story tracks, or is it kind of just there as an excuse to get from mission to mission?
2: Not an excuse, but... It's very...
0: Yeah,
2: no, I know. Um, but, I mean, I like it, but it's what I would expect. It's kind of the bare minimum. So, even though
0: it's like a... It's a great way to put it, yeah. It's
2: the <laughs> faux, even though it's like faux World War One, World War II. Like, you've got your very typical JRPG trope of mm. hidden race, mystical ruins, mystical race... <laughs> one of your
1: characters is blonde hair
2: yeah white haired villain yeah (laughs) um but no like i think i'm being a bit reductive um it is like you're you're following it because you like the main characters and you bring up the villains the villains i don't really have any opinion on because i don't again they just seem so typical but they're not as charming as your main cast of characters. So, like, Sylvaria sure. gets close to being... I mean, I like Sylvaria. She's cool. She's got a really cool weapon, and she's Awesome hair. Good. She has awesome yeah. hair. But... This is what I... matters. we got to talk about these things. We do. But <laughs> <laughs> what... I, that She's, again, her character's kind of a bit reduced by the fact that she basically just becomes kind of everything I do is for Lord Maximilian, like, really why like you you could be so much and she is really great but the she could be really great maybe is a better way of putting Mm -hmm. it but Mm -hmm. i feel like the only reason i'm following this is to root for the main characters and i want to touch on something that nelson brought up earlier but another thing i perhaps like more than the story is the way it's presented and Mm -hmm. nelson was talking about the visionettes that you get and I really like the way that it's, the game is broken into smaller chunks, so you don't get, like, a 20-minute cutscene. You'll get one two-minute cutscene and then another three-minute one. But oh, you can save and go and train up between this and that if you want. Yeah. And I really like that kind of storybook chapter feel that the game embraces, and it makes yeah. it more bearable, and it makes... Yeah. It definitely helps, doesn't hinder, it does help. So, like, even though everything's a bit more... Um, Minimal. This kind of helps move it along and keeps me invested,
0: at least. Or the... yeah, it lets you digest the game at a, at a much yeah. more, in a much more reasonable way. Yeah, and definitely. If you're if you're annoyed by certain moments or characters, you don't <laughs> have to have the twenty minutes like you said, which I think is so helpful.
2: Yeah, and you can uh, skip them all as well. And also, yeah. there are optional <laughs> there are optional cutscenes. So if you want some exposition, go for it. But you don't have <laughs> to do it, and it's like great. Like, how often do we get that choice? Like, usually never. So it's a nice addition that I think should be done more.
0: So have you guys paid for all the writing on the wall side chapters at this point? Yes, I did.
1: I pay for them, but I don't read them. I <laughs> think the best,
0: dude. You're just like, no, no, not at all. Whatever, they're there. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did too, totally. It
2: was, uh, ni- it was nice to see the progression with... um with the uh new- i've forgotten her name the newspaper reporter um ellie that's it because she narrates i should remember that um i like that because she follows you around and then a couple of chapters later you'll get the feedback back from her in the form mm-hmm. of those newspaper reports and it's like again it's um actually yeah the game invests you in the world so not only you invested in the combat you're actually getting news reports as though you
0: are on your activities, yeah. yeah. Like you're the heroes at the front line. It's really cool. How about you, Nilsen? Do you do you agree <laughs> with us on this, or are you just <laughs> no. listening to us and being like, oh,
1: "This is this one is, of so killer. one of my uh, favorite sequences in the first ten chapters is when um you go to the uh, whatever some sort of a uh, formal events with the the princesses there. And then, like, that night she gets kidnapped, and then uh, the mission is you have to go save her. And uh, they, because it is so minimal and the cutscenes are so short, they pack in so much you yes. know, narrative and so much atmosphere into, you know, like, not even 10 minutes of dialogue. Um, and I just think that's so cool. Uh, and so unlike a lot of other RPGs that I've played, um, you know, you're one minute, you're in, you know, wherever the throne room and you see this, you know, little po- political thing going on. And uh, his friend is like, oh, I've I've had enough of this. I'm leaving. And, you know, <laughs> Welkin's like, huh. like, OK. And then, you know, immediate <laughs> like, that only goes on for like one minute. And then they're in the hall and Welkin talks to the princess and uh, the commander woman is like, "Welcome, like you shouldn't speak to the princess like that." And uh, it's just, it goes by so fast. And then the, you know, the princess gets kidnapped, and then you go, you know, you have to go save her, and like you have to like take down that truck and like, you know, this like dirty steampunk alleyway, and it's just so cool. And it's like, you know, the whole sequence is only like 20, 30 minutes long, and I just that really exemplifies what I think the game does well, which is it just packs in this content in a really digestible manner. Um, and it and it's just really enjoyable. Um, that's actually one of my favorite missions too, just because it's so uh, – it has so much to do with the narrative and it's very explicit about what you're supposed to do and how nice. it affects the story. Whereas some of the missions – at least the ones i've played so far don't um there's the one where you welkin and alicia are stuck in the woods and you have mm-hmm. to like dodge the spotlights and like i i didn't yep. even like know why i was there like what was going on um bonding yeah
0: <laughs> yeah bonding and humanity that's the point of that mission <laughs> oh, yeah. Chapter yeah a part one
1: so yeah, but I think when the game gets it right, it really gets it right.
0: So, yeah, I, I mean what both of you guys just talked about is the idea of that the style and presentation is really sells so much of what the game offers.
3: Hmm.
0: You know, like the uh, you get it's digestible, the storybook not only just because you can flip back between chapters, but it becomes and I guess for me, that's kind of what I talked about at the beginning. It gives it this kind of predetermined sense of nostalgia. We're re-witnessing things that have already happened. So you don't have to see every little moment between the characters. You just get to see what matters. And thankfully, I do think the game is really good about not just having a conversation between people because they feel obligated to be like, these people should be talking for a while to show that they're <laughs> yeah. friends. It's usually... They're talking because it's either going to foreshadow a moment that's about to come up, it's going to give you a hint to something that's going to come up in the battle, Mm -hmm. or it's setting you up for, you know, a major moment between a couple characters coming up, uh, or between the whole squad. But nothing feels, well, maybe other than that pig. (laughs) Maybe nothing really... Yeah. <laughs> <It's> adorable, <laughs> but it's really weird, but, yeah. and it can somehow oink in perfect response, uh, which kind of is horrifying. I really think they should have investigated that pig. I don't know why that didn't happen. Uh, yeah. uh, that pig is super advanced and wings, yeah. and yeah. this needs to be investigated. I'm just saying. Yeah. saying the saying fact that he just becomes a squad member, and they're like, "Yeah, this is this is our oinky guy. This is what he does." Yeah, that but, was, was a extreme.
2: The pigs are meant to be intelligent. It doesn't help. That I don't like pigs anyway, but
0: uh. <laughs> I always there's a I don't know if you guys uh, it, I think you get it through Elliot, but there's a side mission of with Largo. Uh, <laughs> you do the, well, you have to basically rescue the supply route uh, for food. Yes, and I love this. It is it, a great one, but in my heart of hearts, I'm also just like, oh, if everyone's starving. Why don't you just eat the pig? Oh, like, it's that bad?
2: The logo, the logo wants <laughs> to have a vegetable patch. That's all he, know, he wants.
0: <laughs> he really likes vegetables.
2: He does, and
0: he is the Popeye of the group. Like he's, it's nobody's business. He's adorable,
2: but yeah, the yeah, like you've got a pig. Like maybe you can have a little bit. Like,
0: everyone's talking about starving. I'm just like I'm just saying, just saying. Only one person seems to really care about that pig. And that's elite. So you can just let her do some awesome mission. She's more than capable. She's more capable than probably the whole squad, actually. And, uh, you know, when she comes back, you just be like, oh, I don't know. He was, he was here. He just went off.
1: That's how they distract her. Exactly. (laughs) Like, you can do the mission by yourself.
0: We're going to eat some bacon. I mean, we're going to take a nap. Don't worry about it. Yes. Nothing's happening here. Uh... So, I mean, uh, so chapter nine in terms of saving the princess, that was a pretty big standout for you, Nilsson.
1: Yeah, I like that mission.
0: That, is a, that, that, one, that one's really fun and, and varied. And, it, and to your point, you talked about how you know, everything kind of ties together and narratively makes sense. And in that way keeps you a lot more invested. Uh, was there any other missions from these first ten chapters for any of us that really stood out? I mean, did we like <laughs> Chapter 7? Did we enjoy the tank battle in the desert um, after the previous tank battle?
1: I, I really liked the the section as far as the narrative goes. That's, for me, when the game, like, really started picking up. Um, I thought it was really cool when they go down into the ruins and they meet Maximilian. Like, I, I not knowing very much about the game, um, I was actually kind of surprised at how... Like, how much was going on, um, and I guess in retrospect, like, it was really obvious something like that was gonna happen, but, uh, I thought it was really cool, you know, um, I really like the idea of, like, you know, they go into this ruins and, like, Alicia touches it and, like, the door magically opens and then, uh, and then they meet mm-hmm. the bad guys, and then Maximilian's like, "We'll we'll take this outside, like we." I will not soil here.
0: this yeah. space with blood. Like, wow, that guy is committed. Yeah, to the ancient race, good um, on him.
1: So I thought yeah, that cutscene was really cool. I don't know about the actual uh, battle though. Yeah, it's, uh, and and Alana, please
0: cut me off if, if I'm. Uh, kind of saying anything too ridiculous here, but it, it does feel like the game. I guess you also mentioned this, Nelson. It feels like a little bit of a tutorial up until that mission.
1: Yeah, you yeah.
0: keep learning something new every chapter. Yeah, and a lot of it's very useful uh, in terms about how the world works, how different elements, you know, whether they be minds being introduced for the first time or something else, and which is really the first time it feels like engineers ever need to be on the map and i feel like that's chapter four or five so you've already done a bunch of battles and they're like now this class uh if you had it before whoops only now is it really going to do it yeah (laughs) yeah uh when you learn that you can you know take out reinforcements and redeploy them at camps Mm -hmm. and i remember not this time playing through i remember the first time playing through when that was explained to me, I was like, why would I ever actually have a full squad out at the beginning of a battle then if I can just take a camp and then just deploy everyone so far forward? Yeah. Uh, and they, they just – every chapter introduces something new, and then after chapter nine, after the, the mission with the princess, I feel like the game – really then just becomes, all right, you have almost all the tools. You might gain a few more as we go on with new orders, with new other stuff. But at that point, it really just becomes, here you go, win your battles. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: But I hate that tank in Chapter (laughs) 7.
2: It's kind of just like you were saying with build-up. like All the chapters up to that point have been tutorials, and then they're like, well, you're ready for a giant tank now, I think. And it's just like, oh, Boy, really, you do... Yeah, a- it's,
0: yeah it's just like, well, how is this comparable to everything else yeah. that's been building up to this?
2: I mean, once you get what you've got to do, it's not too bad. It's not the tank that's the issue.
0: It's... Nope.
2: When you've taken out half the tank, and yeah. so Zarya's just like... So I finished my battle now. I'm going to come and help, and you just look at her with her massive army, and then she runs halfway across the map, and yeah, we'll take kills out.
1: Your whole party. Yeah, and I'm just like,
2: what are you doing with that laser?
0: Mm-hmm. No what? issues up until that point with saving members or anything going wrong, and then that mission happens, <laughs> and I had like three people actually die. Yeah, I yeah. thought about reloading, but I decided, you know what. It's going to be a hardcore playthrough. Permadeath. Keep it going. Oh, but, wow. uh, I know. I'm, I'm really intense. Let's be <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I just, I remember, she just went through and in one turn took out four people. And then the, the few that she hadn't that were isolated on one side of the map, I'm like, I can't move them because she'll just auto kill them. Yeah. of For tracking. So, <sighs> good luck, guys. And then she mm. slowly but surely hunts them down. Yeah. And oh, by the dope. end, I just have a tank and two Lancers. Just eating away at the tank, hoping that she won't see them. That yeah. was... I lost Jan.
2: That was, that was hard. Oh, no. Yeah, you just got to take the right side of the tank down first. And the, yeah. the is it the left or the right? By right, I mean correct. So I think left.
0: That's that's yeah.
2: yeah. So so,
0: hide on the other side
2: in the meantime. And then just chip away at it. But mm-hmm. it's definitely... That does feel like a mission where it is mostly trial and error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
0: and you wouldn't know yeah. that Salvaria was going to turn up halfway through the fight. Yeah, exactly. She shows up, and it's like, well, if you weren't in the right spots, You're everyone dying. Dying. <laughs> dies. Yeah, it's like when, Nilsen, what Nelson you were talking about before about halfway through certain missions, it just can feel like, oh, there's nothing I could have done to prepare for this because there was yeah. no hint that it would happen this way, mm. and I just kind of got screwed.
1: <laughs> I Odyssey will say, agents. I like all that mission stands out for me because it throws so many different kinds of challenges at you and like yeah. that's definitely a mission where Alicia can't handle it on her own you know yeah. you have to use <laughs> you have to use your lancers and like you can use your snipers and like feel like a badass um and I thought that was really cool what I didn't like about that mission is so you um the tank is only vulnerable after it fires its shot right and to make it mm-hmm. fire the shot you have to um, blow up the walls and so it kind of you have to and what happened in my game and I don't know like if there's a good a better way to do it but i ended up having to wait a couple turns and the tank was just, like, sitting there next to, um, you know, all the new units that came in, all the new enemy units that came in. And I just had to, like, hide for a couple turns while I waited for the tank to uh, to fire the shot at the last wall. And uh, I don't know if, I maybe I did something in, like, a wrong order, but I was really nervous that, like, it wasn't going to work or something. And meanwhile, you know, my units are getting one-shotted, so it seemed almost unfair. <laughs> Sometimes. But I guess you're supposed to, you know, feel very overwhelmed at that point. So I guess it did a good job at making her <laughs> nervous.
0: Yeah. yeah, great success at feeling useless. In yeah. That one. yeah. It,
2: it does not help that the tank controls, like, oh, God. I hate how the tank controls. <laughs>
0: Just... Yes, yeah, I was going to say the word for you. Good on you for uh, yeah. it. With...
2: I just can't. <laughs> Don't say the word. Get us it's it's off.
0: awful. It's just awful.
2: Yeah, it's it just. It controls like a real tank. Well done. Awfully.
0: <laughs> yeah, some some very fun Capcom inspired tank controls on that one. And it's kind of hilarious how it just a reminder it is that it's good that most games have moved on from that style. Yeah, it when you're trying to dodge that giant tank with your with the edelweiss and trying to fit through corridor, you're just like, hey, this is useless. I'm I'm totally screwed and I'm getting shot at. And I got very close to actually losing the edelweiss because I couldn't get an engineer close to the tank. Yeah, because of Sylvaria. And at the same time, for whatever reason, with the way the uh, Batemis or whatever that tank is called uh maximilian's giant juggernaut and there was no way to maneuver around it in this one section when it was coming up upon the second uh outpost i'm just sitting there hoping it decides to shoot down the wall and not me (laughs) and that maybe i'll get a chance to save myself it's just like all right whatever let's here's hoping there's a lot of that in that battle although i guess to your point Nilsson, you know Supposed to feel helpless. Yeah. Really did. Mission accomplished. Not the mm. best feeling. Congratulations, game, you did it. <laughs> uh, so, with you know, talking about the tank and the weapons, have you guys done a lot of customization for the for the Edelweiss or for your squads' uh, tech trees for guns and whatnot? Have you made sure to buy all the upgrades every in between every mission that are available for you?
2: Yeah, I did. And I found it quite easy to get money anyway, because I found quite a cheap way of one-shotting one of the side missions that you get. (laughs) (laughs) And it was basically just throw Vice out into the middle of the battlefield and he will (laughs) just one-shot everybody and do it all in one turn. And so I would get a lot of money very quickly and would proceed to spend it on the tank. But actually, the customization on the tank I found really... Limited, because you have such mm-hmm. a small space, especially yeah. later on when you get um, an, another tank. Why not? Let's mm-hmm. spoil it.
0: Um, yeah. It's about to come up. It's, it's the next chapter we get the
3: shamrock. Yeah, lock.
2: that's right. Um, but yeah, like the space that you get to customize, and the size of some of the blocks, it's just... I don't know. You have to choose whether you want a defensive tank or an offensive tank, and usually... I use my tank as a defensive wall, so I didn't really use it very no. often and would use lances if I had to absolutely take anything heavy out. Um, but the weapons, I would always upgrade, but I would always go for accuracy
0: over power. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, when, um, so when the tech tree does deviate, you, you've tried to focus on the accuracy.
2: Yeah, I try To make
0: sure you can get those headshots. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, always. Yeah, you got to get those headshots. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, I'm kind of with you, especially on the the tank parts. It just feels like a very frustrating game of Tetris.
2: Yeah, it does. Like there's only really a couple that are helpful. So you get like extra armor for the engine,
0: or you get like a slightly longer mm-hmm. barrel for the gun, or yes, yeah, so a range or accuracy is just minorly increased. Yeah, or like the treads will you'll get like reinforced treads,
2: but at the same time, I didn't really have any problem with losing my treads, actually. I don't really think the enemy AI ever went for them, so I never really
1: put the tread bonus on.
2: So I mean, Interesting. Yeah, maybe I just got really lucky, but...
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened to me yet.
2: Yeah. The, the tread thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to... don't know, I'm just trying to back the tank into a wall wherever I can and just <laughs> shoot. And then they'll try and attack me, and it's like, ha. Huh, no, you can't get to me, but... Oh, I have the worst
0: luck, then. <laughs> you guys, like, this never happened to you? Uh, there are so many battles where some lancer from halfway across the map will take a shot, just because, almost like a sniper, and it just will <laughs> always hit the treads. Oh, <laughs> no. I can't remember if it halves or more than that. You're AP. So unless you fix yeah. the tank, you just can't move. Yeah, pretty much. It's happened to me in, I think, three missions already. And God. I never, kind of to your point with both of you, is like, I, I never remember that ever happening to me before in playing this game. <laughs> what is this? And suddenly they just decided, you know what? We don't really like those treads. Screw your treads. You don't get to use them. How do you like that? Just every mission. Yeah. That was the big one. My biggest problem in Chapter 7 was when Sylvaria respawned uh, with her little squad. Oh, no.
3: The one lancer
0: that spawned with them. Instead of marching across the map like everyone else did, just from that spawn point, oh, no. I <laughs> no. hit the treads. and I was like, "Come on!" Oh, <laughs> Stuck gosh. there, waiting to die slowly. This is, oh, this, is, this is how I go. This is this is where it ends for Welkin Gunther. Oh, sad scary. story. Sad. He and Asara put out to pasture. And I get, oh, actually, that's a that's a weird little bridge of thoughts, but Isara is a Yes. Yes. Which is this game's version of tackling racism. And let it be noted that everybody (laughs) in this game is white. (laughs) Everyone is white. And, uh, except that people who have black hair are hated for being a race that at one point, way back in time, apparently created this cataclysmic explosion, and so they're all considered bad luck and bad people because they create problems. Yeah. Yeah. It's a difficult subject. I, I mean, mean, other than really the rosy plotline, does it does it track again for any of you guys? I mean, some squadmates have you know darks and hater as a trait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... so that can finish. Them.
2: Yeah, so, like, that's the only place that I really see it flagging up again, but we'll probably touch on it more in the second podcast, where the Rosie yeah. plotline is quite important to Rosie's development, and actually to the whole squad's that's kind amazing. of camaraderie, yeah, um, but, again, like I said... But for
0: what the, we've played so far, it just yeah. kind of, at least for me, it just feels like it's there, Yeah. And- it just exists as their version of racism. Yeah.
2: Yeah, although, it, like, if we are talking about it as a faux World War One, World War II thing, then it does address the elephant in the room, kind of the token bad guy's boy totally. All the problems on one particular race of people. hmm But, again, it's something I didn't touch on when we be going over the tropes. Like, as well as the mystical race thing, this is also a JRPG trope, like... There's one singular race, like, whether it be half-elves or elves or dwarves, always singled out for doing something. This time it's something called Dachshund, and... Yeah. Yeah, it does feel like it's a little bit just there.
0: Yeah, and, and you mentioned it, Alana. It, it does become more integral as we move on, but it, it for what we've played up to so far, up to Chapter 10, it does feel a little bit just like a checkbox. Mm-hmm. It's
1: always really almost silly to me where I'm at the game, just because, like, oh, Rosie's on screen. She's going to say, say something, something. racist. Yeah. All right. Aunt Rosie had a little yeah. too much to
0: drink. <laughs> Watch out. he's going to say something. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I
1: feel like it's it's almost solely her. Like, you don't really see it elsewhere in the world, which I think would have been more interesting and sort of nice – as far as like developing the world a bit more would go, but it's only like it's only her her issue, and like all the other characters, are like all right, like shut up, like yeah. that's all you talk about. <laughs> so I don't know, but you guys say that uh, it gets touched on more in more depth later. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it,
0: they they definitely use the darkson. Uh, I guess the not just. The, the Darkson character we know in Asara, but also as a race and everything else, it becomes a little bit more of the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And uh, so at, at this point, it is just kind of like set up for this conflict exists between people. Mm-hmm. But that's really all all it's been so far It's just a way to say, oh, there is a group that is uh, vilified mm-hmm. for kind of unknown bias or – Ancient bias, we should say, and you know, going back to chapter seven and going into the the Valkyra temple is kind of learning that potentially that giant explosion actually wasn't Darkson. it could have been the Valkyria. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe this hate is misfounded. Oh, I'm grow <laughs> People through these experiences. Uh, but yeah, it does come up with certain characters as a trait, uh, and with, with most of those characters, I just haven't used them because usually their personalities are also kind of like we suck as people. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think about the traits? You know, we touched on that also a little bit earlier on the whether it be you know oh desert allergy or nature lover things like that. Have you been good about selecting your squad according to terrain and all those traits and focusing on it? Uh, or has it just kind of been? Oh, I forgot that there has that thing <laughs> until all of a sudden desert allergy kicks up. And like, oh, now we're we're slowly dying because we're in the middle of this <laughs> I think
2: they're a good uh, idea, but yes, I do I'm tend glad. to forget. Like, yeah, I will. I use Aika a lot, but I'll always mm-hmm. put her in grass. And Aika <laughs> has hay fever, and I'm yep. just or pollen allergy, as it's called, and I'm just. I'll put her in grass to hide away, and then she'll be like, oh, no. Like, I'm living in grass. <laughs> I'm just like. <sighs> and then you're like, oh, no. I am just Forgot like, about Every time. They are a really good idea. Like, the bonus ones are really good. So Marina's yes. got a really good one where she'll sometimes get a freak shot, or she will mm-hmm. get a definite headshot, which is mm-hmm. glorious. And she's the best. She's the best so far. Best. But um some of them are really good. So like the thing that I was doing with Vice in the side mission, he has an ability where if you throw him into like a field of like four or five gunners, his stats will double. And it's like, Well, this is really easy then, isn't it? Just (laughs) run through it. But they're a really good idea and I think if I'd had the choice to make larger squads, so I think you can only pick like nine people, can't you, a fight? Or mm-hmm. yeah. So if I'd had the ability, and especially since one's a tank, and then you've got Alicia, Rosie, and Largo, just to get it you those extra. Kind of shoes, yeah. yeah, you only get a choice of like six people, and it's like, if I had a bigger squad, I'd probably experiment a little more. But I yeah. didn't really utilize them as much, but I think I was fortunate in that a lot of the later missions don't have as much grass and I just kind of <laughs> dealt with them <laughs> because a lot of the um, plus sides, the plus, the better positive traits for a lot of the characters outweigh the negatives. So I would yeah. f- just try and make sure that weighed in my favour. They're a good idea. And I don't know if they're improved on in the sequels because I've not played the sequels yet. Um, that would be something nice. I'd be interested in knowing. Have, you, have either of you played the sequel?
0: I have played the second one. Yeah, that was the only one that, that made it stateside. True. Uh, I didn't import the the third one.
3: No.
0: Uh, I only got through, I guess, just to touch <laughs> on it now before the next episode, I, I only played about halfway through it because I got so frustrated with... There's a lot more customization in that game just from the get-go in terms of within classes and all the rest of it, and they do a lot of amazing improvements, but... It's a, it all takes place at a training academy, yep. and without <laughs> spoiling this plot yet, because we haven't finished the game, uh, there are definite elements to that in terms of characters who return, and the way that they exist now infuriated me as a player. <laughs> and after going through Valkyria 1, it's like, why are you here in this way? And it's even more kitsch in terms of everyone's being smiley and happy and high-fiving, mm-hmm. and it, it, it just feels so less... Uh, everything feels less important. There is no actual death. There's really no threat of people dying, because so many people are so integral to random moments in the story. And so you kind of also have this permanent cast of 40 or 50. It Again, there are a lot of improvements. The combat is actually a lot better, I think, in that in the sequel, but... Everything else, outside of just the battles themselves, really, I just find, I found, very rough. But I should go back to it, because that was a while ago.
3: Mm-hmm. And uh,
0: especially playing this game again, it just I do love that world, and it wouldn't be, uh, it would be fun to jump back in. <laughs> and it's a good game. It just has flaws, like many games. Uh, yeah, I mean, Nelson, uh, I don't know how you feel about the whole thing, but kind of yeah. like what Alana said, with traits, good idea. I think it's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. I like the concept of, you know, if you're put beside this person cuz they're good friends, their attack's going to be that much better. But w- unfortunately, once I w- get comfortable with certain characters and I think that and they've started doing a great job. Yeah. And especially if you've unlocked their hidden potential. And I forget. Mm-hmm. I I double checked online to see how the different things stack. You have to I think for every kill a character gets they get like three points or something, and if it's taking a camp, it's two or it's one, and there's something else that uh, that also affects this po- hidden point system. And there's no counter ever shown to you that you're <laughs> earning these points, but after a set number, your characters unlock their hidden potential. Huh. Their special I
1: didn't, I didn't even know that.
0: Because <laughs> it never tells
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh,
0: and I didn't really totally realize that, it was that specific and that kind of, you know, uh, well thought out. Because the, the game never told you. And the first time I played through, I just thought, okay, after a certain amount of kills with characters, they're going to get this. That's all I thought. But there is a, a more, more uh, nuanced system behind it. Hmm. They just never, never let you know. Yeah. But as you use those squad members and train them up, even if you haven't fully unlocked the uh, the hidden potential you also flesh out their backstory within the glossary of characters. So the more you use them, the more knowledge about each person also unfolds, which I actually kind of like. Again, unfortunately, I think the trait system just never feels as useful or integral as it should, but I do like the idea that you get these recruits that come in through the militia as the game goes on, all la you know constant recruiting calls throughout a war mm-hmm. and if you you know when you first get them in the squad or potentially can have them in the squad from the barracks all you know about them is their name where they come from and maybe a little bit of info tiny bit yeah. like oh this is who this kind of guy is or this girl she's you know had this kind of life leading up to now and now she's here but then if you use them yeah. more then it becomes oh Actually, you know, she also had this whole life doing, you know, performance and blah, 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 blah. But it turns out, you know, that because of a tragedy, that didn't end up, you know, being all sunshine and happiness. And that acting career has now become, you know, a moot point because everyone died. And so now she's here for vengeance. And then if you, you know, unlock the hidden potential, there's even more there that goes. You know, I like that kind of hidden thing. It's there if you Mm -hmm. want it. Yeah, But it's in its own page, and if you don't care, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, it feels like a, a good idea that just never really feels useful 100%. Yeah. Except for those hidden potentials, because they can be phenomenal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish, um, like you said, like it doesn't necessarily feel useful. I wish, overall, that the game just had more more customization, I guess. So, you know, even, yeah. even like, you know, the first half of the game before you even get to, like, the, the different, um, like, weapon branches where you can choose, like, which one you want to equip, it just feels very superfluous. Like, all right, like, I'm going to upgrade the scout's rifles. Like, all right, like... Plus, plus 50 accuracy. Plus, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just... I wish that it, from the very beginning it, there was more emphasis on customization and, like, really training up your units how you want to use them. And it doesn't really feel that way. Even when you get to the different branches, um, you know, like Elena said, uh, the accuracy, definitely go with accuracy. It's very useful, Um I just, I wish there was more, more options, I guess, more useful options and more ways to, to train your units.
0: Mm-hmm. So do, do you feel like the level up system, uh, this is to, to both of you, mm-hmm. but do you also feel like it's kind of arbitrary that, because stats don't really go up. Yeah. Yeah. At least not that you
1: see. Mm-hmm. Possible that they are. You but, get, like, a little bit of HP.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's really... It's the only thing you notice, is the yeah. HP goes up a tiny bit. Yeah. Uh, there's the potential of them getting... Uh, potential. Potential of them <laughs> unlocking another potential. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> or you get an order. Yeah. But other than that, there's no... There's 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 there a lot of tangible kind of consequences to leveling, to upgrading. Other than the tank, I think you're right. Uh which is interesting because, you know, Alana, you're asking about the sequel. That's the one thing the sequel does incredibly well. It's from very Mm. early on in that game, uh, there's a lot of customization available to you. Cool. Like a a Lancer can very, very soon, you can either make them anti-tank, or you can focus on them and make them anti-infantry with a mortar gun or something else. Or, yeah, there's... When it comes to how you can... Kind of tailor your squad mm-hmm. within classes. The sequel is above and beyond this game. It really takes the groundwork laid here and just runs with it. My issues are everything outside of the combat. I think the <laughs> sequel actually does an incredible job with that. But, <laughs> but I, but I, you know, personally, I'm with you, Nilson. It it does feel like just tiny little incremental upgrades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Man. it doesn't feel like if you've spent all that money. There's that tangible sense of, flow. like, now I've got the right weapon for this. Yeah. It feels more like if I don't do this, I'm probably going to be screwed. Yeah. So
1: hopefully that's fine. <laughs> And I guess that's just, you know, me wanting it to be more, like, uh, more RPG-ish, which just, it's not that kind of game. Um, you know, I love, like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, like, Etrian Odyssey, which oh is all oh, all about, you know, board. super customization <laughs> and, like, you know, really planning ahead with all of your characters and, like, managing is like your like, the strength. most
0: extreme yeah. RPG, mapping <laughs> out the dungeon. Oh, God, yeah.
1: But um, I guess that's more where I lean. Like, I like that kind of thing, and that's just not really the kind of game it is. No, yeah. it's not. That is, yeah. that is other level kind of depth. Yeah.
2: I <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, I get that, actually. I think maybe the reason I like it maybe a little bit more is because I don't play as many strategy or, like, customization RPGs, and I like the fact that I've got a little bit more of a streamlined process for it. Um, With leveling, I like the way your entire squad goes up at once, which is nice.
1: That's nice. (laughs)
2: Because it means if I want to change my party, I don't have to think, like, oh, no, I have to go back and grind with this character. No, you can distribute the experience yourself. Like a proper squad leader. And I yeah. like that side of it. But absolutely, I feel like the customization, the abilities will feel a bit arbitrary and kind of like a side project. Like, you could probably get through it without using any of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's. And uh, we've definitely had a few games like this on the podcast, so, f- uh, well, up to this point. But. Th- yeah, I, I just I realize that we've said a lot of things that feel like we're just criticizing the game predominantly, but I do think we all like this game. And like and some of us definitely like it a lot. Like I, for one, do actually love it, but it is it is a the sum is greater than its parts. Definitely. Yeah. piece by piece, there are there are a lot of little sometimes big but mostly i would say small annoyances nuisances and sometimes they're actual issues but and they're they're throughout multiple facets of the game but uh in a lot of ways it comes down to what we talked about from the get-go the presentation of it all Mm -hmm. and
3: yeah
0: you know even if it's flawed with its story and all the rest of it it's just incredibly endearing and earnest and charming and uh for the script that they're given These voice actors did a great job, and you know the plot is just—I know I'm recapping, but it's—it is super shallow, and it just feels like it's enough to get you from bit to bit. I love how you said that, Alana. I think it's spot on. It is just enough to not totally tune out. Yeah. (laughs) But at the same time, since the characters are fun or quirky or interesting, that's okay, and we don't have to go through those moments to Nilsson's point of from earlier of like the, the 2 hour monologue Kojima style when it's all over <laughs> and you're like I don't care about that person and then they just died and why did I waste 3 hours you know you don't have any of that no. everything is purposeful even if it's not perfect which i really do admire the game for
3: yeah.
0: everything is there for a reason it it doesn't feel throwaway even if it doesn't work it's it's there because they were trying something uh, I do think it's important before we kind of wrap up and uh, we all uh, that we, we we touch on uh, the skies of Arcadia. Oh, I knew you're going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me. This is not this is not a concern for my heart. But oh. uh, a lot of your favorite your characters in this game.
2: It should be a concern for your heart. <laughs> Actually, have you played it? Because
0: I, actually, I have not. I, I didn't have a, a, a Dreamcast back in the day, and I when I tr- started hunting down GameCube games, it was already far too
2: expensive. Oh, yeah. No, that's sad. Sounds...
0: It's just one of the, the giant kind of stains on my, on my honor. Like Star- <laughs> no. no. it's one of those ones I really do want, but uh, I also, since I collect systems and hard copy, I'm, I'm an idiot, and <laughs> I want the actual game, so... Maybe, I keep not playing it.
2: Yeah, maybe because Sega seem to Sega seem to forget how good they are at making RPGs. Like, look at Fantasy yeah. Star and Or how good they can be. Yeah, exactly. So like maybe A Lot of mistakes. Yeah, maybe they'll bring it out on PS4. Like, go on Sega, please. Like... I'm
1: surprised it's not on like Steam yet. I think it would do really <laughs> yeah. well. That's the big one. Yeah.
0: Steam, Steam seems like an easy sell, and they just yeah. haven't done it. It's yeah. Bizarre. But I do think, well, I don't know actually how well this remaster sold. I'm sure it did alright enough, especially for how much R&D they probably had to put into it. I'm sure it did fine, but yeah, that that always seems like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Skies of Arcadia already left its original platform back in the day. I don't see why that game can't make it to other, to other platforms, but so, who are your favorite characters in this game? <laughs> um, <laughs> why do you start talking to the other game that we're oh, not playing right now? No, exactly. Well, I mean, Vice and
3: Icon. I have are, an or,
2: or yes, of course. It's a it's an, it's a goggle actually. It's a oh, it is. Oh, yeah, it's a glass goggle. Um, but yeah, Vice and Icon are great. It doesn't help that Vice is like the best shock trooper.
0: Yeah, he's is, really good. He's an absolute like I say, I didn't beast. Revise. He was from Skies, and I've been using him in my squad all the time. So that's <laughs> the best.
2: And Ike is adorable, and yeah, yeah, like the fact that Alan also the um, the uh, first aiders, the f- girls, Fina, Fina is. Um, in Skies as well. So the three. Really? There's meant to be three, yeah. So they're meant to be three sisters. So Fina, Gina, and Mina, or something like that. But Fina is the one who's from <laughs> Skies. Yeah. I read that in the manual. I was like, why did you do that? Just Fina's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I think Sega, stop acknowledging it exists and do something with it. But I yeah, love. I- I'm glad that they do acknowledge it exists. Like, I remember seeing. Back when this was released in two thousand and eight, I remember seeing the skies cameo and just going, "Okay, breathe."
0: <laughs> he was hoping, but yeah. yeah. So I, I mentioned it before. It's, this game is directed by, I believe, the director of Skies. Yeah, it was think, or was he? Just, yeah. It was Tanaka. done by the
2: same team who worked in Overworks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, the same people worked on it. RIP. Um,
0: but <laughs> yes, so they clearly still had a great love. It's your favourite game?
2: <laughs> I sure hope so. Um, but yes, they are the best characters in this game. They're a wonderful <laughs> addition to this game.
0: Please yeah, read thankfully off. they're good characters. So you yeah, don't have you... to get stuck with the baggage of just <laughs> the yeah. sound, love. are actually you, useful.
2: Can you imagine if they were really bad? But yeah, uh, them. great. Yeah. I'm so glad that they acknowledged that they're existing. And we'll leave it at that because... I already spent 20 minutes talking about
0: Skies on Dreamcast <laughs> Encounter, yeah. so... I gotta say, your, your love of that game is intoxicating, and we all have those titles that we feel that way of, but it's, it's, it's always wonderful to hear just unabashed adoration for a game. <sighs> it's, uh, yeah. So, Ed, before we wrap this all up, because uh, I kind of unfortunately spoke a little bit for all of us, do we like this game? Alana, Nelson, do you like it? Is it... Is it too frustrating or is it is it wonderful? I mean, Alana, I know you actually reviewed it, so technically we could all read your <laughs> thoughts on it. So it's a little unfair to be like, can you recount what you did with hours <laughs> of Work, please? Well, no, I
2: because yeah. I'm touching, I'm like picking it up and playing bits again to re-familiarize myself with it. Um, mm-hmm. I still do really, really like it. I think... I could definitely go back to it again in a few years' time and happily play through it again. And, like, now, like, I'm playing it and it's really easy to pick up and play, which is nice. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I really, really like it. Um, Strategy's not my favourite genre anyway, so the fact that I gave it quite a high score is kind of relative to my taste and also what other people think as well. But Mm I'm really enjoying it, and even when I've revisited it, even though I've noticed... Some other things, like you say the arbitrariness of some of the skills and some of the repetitiveness, like I'm still enjoying it, so the fact that I can go yeah. back to it and enjoy it means that I definitely thought highly of it in the first place and still do For sure, so yeah, well, hopefully that'll continue as we move on forward, and <laughs> maybe we'll touch on the d l c as well as I we get around to trying
0: something yeah of
1: it. how about you, Nelson? Yeah, I mean, as much as I you know, might complain about certain aspects of it. You can just, you know, as soon as you boot it up, you can tell that it's it's such a, a high-quality prod, product. Like, you know, it's just... It's such a complete package. Um, and there, you know, there are things that I think they could have done better or maybe expanded on, but it's, it is very satisfying just to, you know, to play and to... Get through the battles and uh, you know see the cutscenes and it it is enjoyable. Um, mm-hmm. I don't you know sometimes I might be like all right like this is too much like I need to turn it off. Um, but overall <laughs> it's it is it is enjoyable. Um, I don't know if it it necessarily lives up to uh, my expectations of it. I know that it's one you know one of you know the best games of its era. I know that it's very, very popular, um, and I, I I wouldn't say that I like I'm I'm in love with it, but it is good. Um, I do like it, and I, I definitely look forward to uh, seeing where it goes. It seems like the further you get into the game, that it uh, as the battles get a little more complex, and as the story you know starts to roll out, right. that it's it's more interesting.
0: Yeah, totally agree, Uh, kind of to piggyback on that, uh, because you mentioned especially for when it came out, it was, you know, really put in such high or kept in such high regard. Yeah. What's Mm -hmm. interesting to me playing it again is it still feels like a gem. Mm -hmm. It still feels like a hidden gem, which is weird, uh, because like I joked about before, I remember getting this game and trying to get other people to play it, and no one really did. (laughs) <laughs> it did fine, but it was never the you know the big success that a lot of us always wanted it to be. And it, it's you know seven years later, it's coming out on PS4. It's now it's been out on Steam for since I think last year, and it still has that feeling almost that wonderful, illicit thing of like people don't aren't playing this and why. Yeah. Like it still feels like a hidden gem, even though it obviously isn't really anymore. I mean, maybe it's, it's sales numbers would, would say otherwise, but it still just feels like one of those wonderful beginnings to a franchise where, like you said, they don't get everything right off the bat. It's not perfect, but that core, the center of this game, the heart of this game is just so wonderful.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And it really is for me. I've said that word a bunch. It just, it feels right. It's a wonderful (laughs) game. It really is. It's charming as hell. It is. For all its yeah. quirky cliche crap, it still <laughs> charms me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, you know, the few times I've wanted to shut off the game haven't just been combat. It's sometimes in the dialogue. I'm like, I cannot believe you wrote that for that character. <laughs> yep. And someone got hired to say it. But uh, I mean, hell, I, I would take that in my career any day. But <laughs> it's it is it is just a, it's a special game, and I'm so glad that they they've, they've re released it now for ps4 and steam again uh, before that because it is it is one of those games like skies and how I, I mentioned I want to play that it, it it should be played
3: mm-hmm. for people who love yeah.
0: the genre especially definitely it's a it's a wonderful little unique thing so thank you guys for uh, helping guide me through on this first hosting <laughs> endeavor uh, hopefully listeners it wasn't too much of a train wreck uh as always you can email us your thoughts your hate for me and my voice being in charge to retro <laughs> at rpgfan.com. uh make sure you tell josh how how either awesome and or terrible i was all up to you you can always comment on the boards at rpg fan in the forums uh review us on itunes we really do appreciate it uh of course Five-star rating is is great, but if you didn't like it, let us know why. Please, we are trying to always improve the podcast and see what's going on. And you can also find us and review us on wherever you choose to get your podcast. It doesn't have to be iTunes. We are in multiple areas and spaces. Uh, In terms of where to find us, guys, uh, me, uh, I'm at Chris Gebauer on Twitter, Twitter, If you ever wanted to hear me read kids' books, you can Google me (laughs) on on Audible. That's always fun. (laughs) Uh, still in your work. Nelson, where can we find you?
1: Uh, Well, I run the RPG Fan uh, social media, so hit me up. Send me a message. I'd love to chat with you. Be
0: nice. He does great work. He does. (laughs) Uh, and how about you, Alana? Where can the where can the fine folks find you?
2: Oh, you can, oh, you can find me on Twitter. So my name's Alana Hagues. Just probably look on my profile before trying to type it in on Twitter because nobody can spell it right. It's fine. <laughs> um, but otherwise, just if, I'm, if you're on the boards, message me. I'm always around to chat and hit me up with an email if you want. AlanaH at RPGFan dot com, and I'll just get back to you because I mean, if you want to talk about skies, then let's do it.
0: But yeah, yeah.
2: anything <laughs> and anything. I'm I'm chatty. I'll do
0: it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me, and uh, thank you guys for listening. This really is a, a wonderful game, and hopefully, you know, we'll still enjoy it by the time we get through with our second recording when we finally finish the game.
2: Ooh, yep. Yeah, <laughs> just a heads up for everyone. Um, in the next game we'll be playing after Valkyria Chronicles is Danganronpa uh, Trigger Happy Havoc. That's really hard yes, to indeed. say.
0: Whoa. <laughs> Trigger happy havoc, so, yes
2: indeed. From what I know, a little another bit Another gem. Yeah, a little another gem, but definitely the other direction.
0: Oh, it's so different. <laughs> oh, it's such a great game. I'm looking <laughs> forward so
2: to I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. I've never played it, so excited.
0: Yes indeed. But for now, bye everybody, and thank you for your time.